in a world where sharks are jumped. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Jump Shark Podcast. I'm Ross, and here's the Grant to my Ross. <laughs> Grant? Thanks, Ross. <laughs> stroke Grant. <laughs> no, well, not stroke Grant. <laughs> yeah, that was a command. <laughs> right, well, uh, this episode is just to kind of catch up a little bit of uh, uh, what we're going to do in the next wee while. In the next, sorry, sorry series, it's not really a series, is it, Grant? No. It's, it's just the next run It's Don't Jump the Shark year two. Yeah. <laughs> like Batman year, year one. one. <laughs> Frank Miller's scripted Don't Jump the Shark. We have some great news, folks. Yeah. Frank Miller's came on board. Not great news for the ladies, he's no. a bit of a misogynist, and people of other ethnicities. <laughs> And Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just a little bit of a catch-up. Sort of talk about what we've done. You know, if you're fairly new to the podcast, you might want to know a bit of information about where it kind of came from, um, our ideas behind it, and uh, what we might be doing in the future. Think about, you know the bit that started Jaws? Well, you don't because you're not seeing it. No. Nope. But um, where a girl's treading water, then eventually she gets attacked by a shark. Yeah. Think of this episode as the bit where she's treading Train water. water. <laughs> <laughs> just about to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> Is this the podcast that jumps the shark, Grant? Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll ask you a quick question to start off. What out of all the podcasts we have done have you found the hardest to watch the film for? Because obviously they're, they're, they're going to be bad films after a point. We've just decided that fact before we watch it, so what, which one was the hardest to I think get through? For the longest time, it would have been Sex in the City, but yeah. there was a film that overtook that. <laughs> Which was 300. I found it really oh. hard to watch that. I really intensely disliked that film. Yeah, you didn't like it to start with. doesn't help. I, I, I was the same. I would have I went with Sex and the City for a long time. Until the three hour abomination that was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> so long and so little happening. Oh, I was watching that film. I was texting you, apologising for choosing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I still had three hours left of that <laughs> so long because we do actually watch the films separately at all points so we don't yeah. just say that in the <laughs> intro we always do watch the films separately we think well we hope that that brings a little bit of freshness to it that's why we're so amazed when we come up with the same joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll give them a bit of background about how we how we came to be <laughs> <laughs> How this dynamic duo, these forces of nature, came together. Yeah. So, my name's Grant McClay. So, if you want to hit me on Facebook for a like, look for that. And can they, can look you, for that. Can you like a person? <laughs> <laughs> 360 people like Grant McClay. <laughs> yeah. If anyone wants to set up a fanbit page for me. <laughs> no, no takers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I work at a place called Upper Mobility, which is an arts complex where we work with people with disabilities through the arts and things like filmmaking, radio, art, drama. It's all really good gardening. stuff. Right. Yeah, it's a really, really good place. And that's where a lot of our guests have come from, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's meeting. <laughs> meeting um, Not the people you're supporting. No. no. <laughs> you know, meeting multi talented staff members. Yeah. Uh, I guess that my first. My first introduction to kind of audio would be, um... <laughs> to audio? <laughs> to audio. Not, you were me born? Of, <laughs> not me in terms of something like podcasting. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about my first single that I bought, <laughs> which, by the way, was Yazzie's The Only Way Is Up. <laughs> How about the first single you released? <laughs> 
I'm still waiting on distribution <laughs> rights to my my 18 minute long <laughs> single. <Epic>. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like Dream Theater crossed with the Proclaimers. <laughs> 12 minute solo <laughs> in a thick Scottish accent. <laughs> It'd be friend of the pod, Alan Trainer, who's my oldest friend. Uh, we used to, we re- when we were in primary school, we used to be really into storyteller tapes, which is when you get the book and the cassette to go with oh, it. Yeah. And it goes bing, and you turn the page yeah. and stuff. And I tried it, but Alan was a lot better at it, which was re-editing the storyteller <laughs> tape. Alright. And the one in particular that he did was the famous five go to smuggler's top, which he then had them turning into Ghostbusters within one of the stories. <laughs> and he also had Robocop for one bit. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds and, like a um, fantastical adventure. It's actually, although he did it when he was like 11, 12, see when you listen to it now, it's still funny. Yeah. It's really <laughs> impressive work. So that's the first time I, that really got my interest peaked in kind of the radio side. How about yourself? I think. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we did it at the top. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ross Livingston. I've known Grant for eight years, somewhere around that. We worked together at Homebase. It's a DIY shop, um, and we killed time by talking about films, which is where we kind of, where, where Grant lent me, I'd say ninety percent of the stuff he owns <laughs> at various points, um, and, t- and taught me a lot about film. In terms of audio, uh, slightly, <laughs> slightly strangely, my my dad used to put a cassette player on, like when we were going to bed, if we weren't going to shut up and just go to sleep, he would put it at the doorway in my little brother, me and my little brother's room. <laughs> Um, but the tape he would play us. I mean, we were talking like six, maybe, and if and I, well, no, I must have been a little bit older than that because if I was six, my little brother would have been two, and the tape we used to listen to was Day of the Triffids, <laughs> <laughs> the post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, like plants have taken over the world. I'm so sure you're going to say War of the Worlds. No, no, it was. Hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> I think that would excite us too much, but. Um, even even at that age, I thought it was amazing, and like uh, you know, a side was only like five ten minutes or something, so um, it was never ever enough. And I always wanted to, to listen to more, so I've always been interested in fiction totally. Plus, I'm not I'm not a huge reader. <laughs> if somebody else can do the reading for me and just tell me the story, I'll I'll always take that over, haven't I? Read I'm it a, myself. I'm a huge reader. I am so fat. <laughs> <laughs> so then we came up with the idea for this this podcast. We were on a night out in St Andrews, yeah. most famous for being the home of golf. The home of golf. Yeah. yeah. Now it's the home of Don't Jump the Shark. Worst <laughs> <laughs> place. <laughs> home. Yeah, we're still waiting on the statue. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they raised that money for that Rocky statue. Where's ours? <laughs> yeah, so you can like you know how you can go to Philadelphia and do the Rocky tour. You can go to the St Andrews and do the, the Don't Jump the Shark tour, which is just a pub crawl. <laughs> It was the different pubs we went into that night. Yeah. Stop at Ziggy's for a burger, then five or six different bars. <laughs> oh, we were quite drunk by the time we came out, weren't we? Yeah. That was bad. That was good. It was. <laughs> it was. But we, we refined it from... Um, Grant quite liked bad movie podcasts, and I, I quite liked bad movies, but I, I couldn't sit through a whole bad movie and long enough to, to be able to listen to a podcast about it. Um, so I wanted to have more mainstream movies, um, but pick up on something that was that wasn't great about them all. And then Grant came up with the idea that the, the films that jumped the shark, and we were originally going to call the podcast "Jump the Shark," weren't we? Yeah. Um, but there was already a "Jump the Shark" cast, oh. but there was a there was a "Jump the Shark" cast which was like bizarre bits of like comedy, and oh, I wouldn't recommend it. Ours is a lot better. <laughs> And consistent. Oh, big slam. <laughs> I think they last put one out in like 2009. I don't think it's too big a slam. <laughs> yeah, no, so that's, that's where the podcast came from. That's its origins. But what about films, Grant? What films formed you to the area that you like just now? Uh, as you said, I'm a huge fan of bad films. So like the other night, I settled down to watch Street Fighter. And I, <laughs> I, I eat that sort of stuff up. Like, like see when we do something like Judge Dredd on yeah. the podcast... I think I have a lot better time than you do, <laughs> because that's that kind of thing is just my bread and butter, really. <laughs> it's just a terrible action film. <laughs> but um, also, other than that, I'm a, a huge fan of Japanese cinema, 
particular Kurosawa um, beat Takeshi Takeshi Miike which I think that's how you pronounce that also other than that um, I think my favourite Hollywood director would be John Carpenter oh, yeah. by Miles I also love Sam Raimi Peter Jackson that could be quite mainstream too yeah. <laughs> what about poets films what's what films particular actual films um, I love Airplane I could watch Airplane every day I could watch that from start to finish and then just start it again if I was to choose a Carpenter film I'd go with They Live over any that's the Rowdy Roddy Piper one (laughs) because it's so bad it's good no it's I don't know it's got terrible moments in it but it's it's on some kind of transcendent level the yeah. same kind of level that Big Trouble in Love China is on, yeah, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else would I go for? I would go for Beat Takeshi's Kikujiro's Son, which is where he there's a child in his area who needs to go and see his mum. And the whole thing is is that he, go, he goes with this guy who's played by uh, Beat Takeshi, who is um, a child himself. Mm. And when they finally get to see the mum, which is, this is not a spoiler, it's a bit... 40 minutes in um, the mum has a new family which completely breaks the kid's heart oh. so for the rest of the film he <laughs> tries to make this kid's summer as special as possible and it's just going from event to event And but it's got this real humour behind it and I think that's my main thing in films is if a film's got humour I'll love it a lot more yeah and there's two characters in it called Fatty and Baldy I mean <laughs> <laughs> how can you go wrong <laughs> Other films, Roadhouse definitely forms my opinions <laughs> on a bad film side. I was going to say, yeah, what about bad films? Roadhouse, especially. Um, I remember um, once when I was at university, me and James, the guy I travelled through, with James Donaldson, who's going to be guesting on a Star Wars episode that we're doing soon. Mm-hmm. We, we bought a film in a Virgin Megastore. I'll take you back. <laughs> and um, they gave us a film free. <laughs> what film free? <laughs> which they were like would you like to take this film? <laughs> should, that should have been a warning to us right there. And it's called The Rollerblade 7. It uh, has got uh, Frank Stallone in it. Frank Stallone, obviously and the more talented Stallone. It. <laughs> it's one of the most memorable film-watching experiences of my life, it just, even though I just had no idea what was happening <laughs> in the film. And there was a character in it called Donaldo, and that's what we've called James from, the, from that point. Donaldo. <laughs> There's a bit, like, for example, there's a bit where um, there's just a flashcard comes off on the screen that says, Kabuki escapes, and we were like, all right, uh, who's Kabuki? <laughs> <laughs> no Scooby who that was, does that <laughs> But other than that, um, yeah, horror's a definite genre where there's a lot of great bad films. I'm really looking forward to doing Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. That's mm. one of my favourite films. Yeah. Uh, for just putting on and mocking. <laughs> Some classic bad films, yeah. I love Rocky. Rocky is one of my favourite films. The first Rocky. And the last Rocky. Yeah, I was going to say. The last one is maybe really good as well. It is. Three is pretty good. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) In ridiculousness levels. The four is just a music video. Four is the one where he fights the guy in the street, yeah? No, five is the one where he fights the guy in the street. That's... Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but uh, four's the Ivan Drago one. Yeah, three's Mr. Teen Thunderlips, isn't it? Mm. What about you, Ross? For, for good films, I've picked a couple of films that kind of changed the way I thought about films. Um, one of them was Old Boy, which is a Korean film. Um, the bit where he comes at the left is just amazing. Oh, that's one of my favourite bits in cinema. To the point that I've had friends <coughs> who have... Uh, being like, what is this that you're watching? And I've made them watch just that scene where he exits the lift and fights his way along the corridor. And they've been determined that they're going to sit down and watch the rest of the film. It's got a pretty disgusting ending, but... Well, it's it, the whole thing is just a superb piece. And it draws you in so much. You know, for people that complain about subtitled films, that it takes you out of action and stuff like that, that is a film where it totally does not and after a while you forget you're even reading the subtitles because the visuals on screen are so impressive another film that that I was quite impressed by was a a town called Panic I don't know if you've seen this a, f- a French film 
and on the surface just seems like a kid's film but I've never watched a film that has made me feel so much like a kid and it doesn't do it in the kind of way that like a Pixar film will do where it panders to like two audiences and tries to mingle the two together it solely aims for just ridiculous and because of that kids can watch it my little brother was saying that his three-year-old daughter watched it with him and obviously she's not going to be reading the subtitles and she loved it you know, it's it's just such a great film from start to finish. In terms of films that um, kind of set up this podcast, there was a couple, and I've talked to you these about, about these before, um, that really set up. And the first one was Right At Your Door. Do you remember yeah. me talking about that? I went to see that film thinking, this looks great. This looks like a kind of a realistic depiction of what it would be like to be under nuclear fallout. It wasn't. <laughs> and the ending is so bleak. I don't even care if I spoil this film for people because it's just so bleak that it, it makes it feel like the rest of the film was not worth watching. Needless twist. Needless. Yeah, completely. Um, M. Night Shyamalan a ding dong. I don't know what his name is. We'd be proud of that. It feels like the kind of film he would have made. I guess another one of our formative films which we watched together would be The Last Airbender. We went to the yes. cinema together to see that, didn't we? <laughs> and got free tickets. <laughs> That's how good it was. The film's uh, Jason Reitman. <laughs> Young adult, great film, up until a point, and then just falls off the deep end. Same with Up in the Air. I thought Up in the Air was a great film, and then got to the end and just disappointed me. He's like a 90% filmmaker. What do I do? I'll fight you to the death on Up in the Air. <laughs> you know one thing I've watched recently and bear with me it's eventually going to link into films <laughs> is uh, I've been watching something called the Sky Sports Years uh-huh. which is no uh, sorry the Premiership Years I started off watching the Sky Sports Years but I found it really jarring how you would have real life stories and then it would just jump into sport <laughs> like they jump yeah. into some documentary and then yeah. into sports footage <laughs> like, you know there'd be 9-11 and this of course this is when tragically 9-11 happened and then it would be like and look at this great goal Ryan Giggs scored (laughs) (laughs) for the American listeners by the way that would be soccer yeah (laughs) which apparently is the proper name for it certainly they're quite right to call it soccer really? yeah there you go there you go fact of the day Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I've been watching the show The Premiership Years which takes each season of the English Premiership the EPL (laughs) And uh, showed you month by month what happened. And it's been really good, but also you get some really, really terrible examples of editing within it. <laughs> where Sky have put together, Sky are the same people that own Fox, by the way, for our American listeners. Um, Sky put together these packages where they'll take footage of football managers and try and re edit it. So it's a oh, bit like a film. So it looks like they're reacting to things that they weren't really reacting to. Yeah, well, yeah. or the worst one is. Um, there's a player plays for Wales and Tottenham Hotspur or Spurs called Gareth Bale, uh-huh. and uh, there was a Spurs versus Chelsea game coming up, and they had, they'd re-edited this footage of Gareth Bale looking moody, and it had the theme from Mission Impossible. Basically, <laughs> where this is going, <laughs> and it was Mission Stop Bale. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't even work. Surely Mission Impossible Bale. Yeah. Would be better. <laughs> So yeah, that's been that's been floating my boat recently. <laughs> Just in the terms of terrible TV. Yeah. <laughs> Another side of that, good TV. Have you been watching Homeland? No. Homeland, really decent actually, and it's got a oh, what's his name? Dave, the guy that was on Due South. Dave Marciano, the guy that was Ray Vecchio. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. He's on the Shield as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is one of my favourite shows. Yeah. Anyway, it's got, it's got the guy that used to be in uh, Due South on it. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's really de- decent. It's, it's counter, sort of counter-terrorism and it deals with, it deals with like, indoctrination and just, like, <laughs> it, it almost justifies kind of the points of view that people in, that, in, in foreign countries that have beef with America... Would, would feel and, and does do a good job to hopefully bring round you know sort of fault people's impressions of foreign policy because you know they kind of let's use drone strikes and that that's kind of what motivates the the terrorist in the main in the main plot there. I've got a, a comedy show that I really like that I'd like to recommend it's called Raising Hope 
I find it's really funny. It's it's always been funny, but this new season of it has been amazing to the point where they just had a a guest appearance from my favourite person. William Shatner? No. No, uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane star Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh! But they made them really funny because they're just that good writers. It's um, people that have kind of drifted in and and out of shows like King of the Hill and Arrested Development before. Oh, right. And it's Raising Hope is is a little baby. Baby. And it's a guy who sleeps with a serial killer and then she gives birth and she gets executed and he's got to raise the baby. (laughs) 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 Sounds like a film starring Sean Penn and Susan Sarandon, but it's honestly very good. Yeah. So what about, uh, why don't we touch on some of the guest stars? Uh, well, we've, we've had a lot of people, haven't we? Um, we started off with Bob. As our, f- our first guest. Yeah. Great Bob. <laughs> the first man of Don't Jump the Shark. Yeah, yeah. First first visitor. <laughs> um, a resident Rennie Harlan expert. I've Rennie. never seen a Rennie Harlan film before I met Bob. Really? Not even Die Hard 2. Really? Yeah. I've known Bob for a good... A good while, yeah. Yeah. And he's what you were saying earlier that I've done with you. Yeah. He's, he's done with me. <laughs> so basically, he's the like the kind of granddaddy of Don't Jump the Shark in many ways. And he's kind of informed our film choices. He's the Alpha and Omega. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an I am legend of the show, <laughs> he was legend. He is legend. <laughs> he's kind of like, um, you know, the police chief in Die Hard 2. We go in and see him and he just berates us. <laughs> no, that's not a bad film. <laughs> 24 hours to watch a better bad film or you're off the case. <laughs> Loose cannons. Don't want to hear any of your bad puns. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he doesn't ever say that. <laughs> That'd be screwed. 90% of my jokes go out the window. <laughs> so yeah, I met Bob when I was doing media studies at college. He was... Um, he guested in one of the guy from a class's films and that's where I met him for the first time yeah where he played the it was a horror film and he played the uh, slobby neighbour who gets killed and he played <laughs> it very well he's a really good actor he's got his own series of films called In the Dark which you should check out on YouTube they're very yeah very good oh no isn't it uh, who else he's a huge horror buff hence the reason me and him watched Urban Legends Final Cut together <laughs> <laughs> the finest example of the horror genre <laughs> Who else did we have next, Grant? Well, we're doing a football one, so I got my mate Slim on, mm-hmm. Matthew McLean, who I met through Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> who lives how far away from you, Grant? <laughs> he lives a good two miles away. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was at college and became friends with my f- James Christie, who I went to college with, who now works at the BBC. And he follow uh, he follow Friday me because James follow Friday. He started following me uh, because of a follow Friday that James gave me. <laughs> and I mentioned the podcast We Are Live, uh-huh. zombie podcast one day. And Slim was so intrigued that he, f- he felt the need to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he asked to meet up with me in the pub to discuss podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure I was sitting in clear view of the exit. <laughs> And the bar stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case he was the sort of guy that might cut off my head and boil it or something. <laughs> but luckily he turned out to be a really funny guy who has his own podcast now, Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Which is post-apocalyptic show in Fife, which of course the joke is, how can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> how can you survive? Pretty well, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge fan of formative Scottish football team East Fife. That's why we got him on the football episode. <laughs> so a good bit of knowledge, good bit of knowledge about football films and football in general. He was in, you know the film A Shot of Glory? Ali McCoyst and Robert Duval. Yes. He was in the crowd when they were filming that. Was he? Yeah, he was. Oh. <laughs> so Claire would be the first lady of Don't Jump the Shark. Was that? Yeah. Claire is the music specialist at my work. And so I got her on for a non-music film, obviously, because I'm such a genius. <laughs> you got her on purely because it was a girl. <laughs> I, put, I got her on purely because she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I share my office with Claire, so I knew she'd be good because she's just... It's kind of like 
sharing your office with uh, a human iPod, I would say. <laughs> Where you just come in the morning and hit the random button and she <laughs> sings whatever's in her head. <laughs> not necessarily not necessarily sing. She could be talking, she could, <laughs> she could be dancing. <laughs> Not necessarily for the entertainment of me either. She just <laughs> if I wasn't there she'd be doing the same thing. But yeah, I knew she'd be entertaining. Thankfully she was. It's good to have a female perspective on a romantic comedy as well. Mm-hmm. I think we struggled for that when we were in Sex in the City, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> so we were up after that. That was just another person, uh, not Bob, but Rob, this is Rob Cudmore, who interviewed us. For Adam Smith Radio. That's right, yeah, yeah. The um, big time. <laughs> yeah. He did form capitalism. <laughs> and a radio station, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, he interviewed us on that, and that's how we met him. And if you go onto Facebook, you can actually check out that. That's one. right, yep. yeah. There's a post with a link to a SoundCloud episode. Here is discuss our reasons for wanting to do I Am Legend. <laughs> In depth. So next up would be Siobhan. Oh, yeah, yep. Who's just re-guested. Just, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. on the last episode as well. So Siobhan um, is the drama specialist at my work, but she's also a music specialist as well. Multi-talented. Is she the drama queen? <laughs> oh, Ross said that, Siobhan. <laughs> I didn't make that clear. Said the, not that. <laughs> I think she'd probably prefer the term drama princess. <laughs> so she's always been good at Coming on and revealing, yeah, revealing <laughs> details about herself and discussing breasts. So she's always a good person to have on. Yeah, she talks about more about breasts than we do. <laughs> so next up would be Chris, It'd be the yeah. first guest that you invited on. Yes. Slacker. <laughs> you just fill our schedule full of your guests. <laughs> and we've known Chris for a while from working in home base as well, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. Um, he, he got uh, fired for calling a woman an anal rapist. <laughs> Which the woman wasn't even offended at until somebody told her she should be offended because an anal rapist wasn't a good thing. So yeah, that kind of sums up Chris and He's in a band, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, a band called Trapped in Kansas, um, who also works on the, the, the record label Overlook Records. Which I'm guessing is a Shining reference. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah so he... He's just as much of a Transformers nerd as me, if not probably more so. <laughs> he so that's why we had him on. He almost built himself a full-size, very accurate uh, Optimus Prime Halloween costume one year. <laughs> to put it in perspective as well, like all those sound clips that we played in the episode, the Transformers-based ones. They were his. They yeah. were his. And he didn't have them for the episode, he just had, had them. them on his phone. <laughs> oh, while we're talking about bands, by the way, everyone should also check out um, Claire and Siobhan's band. They're called the Victory Vixens. So give them a like on Facebook. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a close harmony singing versions of 90s classics. <laughs> the version of Mbop and the Fresh Prince Bel-Air, Bel-Air themes are particular favourites of mine. Yeah. And that just leaves Rob Flett. Yep. Is another guy from your work? Yes, he's another drama specialist. Our third Rob. Although <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a Rob in, so at least he's yeah. making the effort to be a bit different. <laughs> the other two are Roberts. <laughs> And he, was, he, he knew far too much about Alien Rings, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I got him on is because he would be nice enough to treat me to going to see Green Lantern. And it was yeah. almost like revenge. I made him watch it again. <laughs> so what about upcoming upcoming guests and upcoming uh, episodes, Grant? Let's tell them about some of the ones that we're particularly excited about. Well, um, I'm looking forward to Star Wars Episode 3. Yep. My friend James Donaldson's going to guest on that. Yeah, I travelled. Used to travel through university with him. Uh, we used to discuss that. We went to see Star Wars Episode Two six times <laughs> <laughs> at the cinema. Full price. Full price. No, we went on a cheap night. Alright. We're not that stupid, but we are pretty stupid. <laughs> so um, he's a real Star Wars nerd, and he hates the prequels as much as anyone. So. Should be good. Uh, I'm also looking forward to one that someone suggested for us, which is PC. Yeah, I know, because we're both fans of Wraith Rovers. <laughs> he, um, he suggested Spider-Man 3, so I'm looking forward to that. That is one to I, look forward to. 
as terrible as it is, I love watching it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain air of terribleness about it that I just can't get enough of, like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. As much as I hate them, I could rewatch them every day. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to having um, two of the guys from the band Tango and the Icon to do Waynesboro 2. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think their unique perspective on being a band that's uh, that has toured, toured they played at uh, South by Southwest which I found quite impressive considering I grew up with James the basis from the band it would be, it'd be good to have their perspective on what what that kind of band film is like yeah. I think that'll be I think that'll be really interesting actually first, first appearance from Mike Myers although I don't think the Love Guru was good at any point so. <laughs> I think we're both looking forward to the film Roadkill, though, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Or, as it's also known in different countries, Joyride. Yeah. Uh, starring Paul Walker and... Uh, <laughs> Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yep. And uh, the guy who played Buffalo Bill. Uh, Ted, Ted Levine. Yeah. Yeah, Ted Levine. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to doing Jurassic Park The Lost World because that is one of my least favourite experiences at the cinema. Yeah. Seeing that film. I was so disappointed. Well, the same for me goes for Saw 2. Mm. Saw 2 was... It was just, another, again, another really, really bleak film. I mean, Saw 1 was inventive in the way that it was bleak. Mm. Saw 2 was just depressing. <laughs> I'm also quite looking forward to doing a James Bond film. We've yeah. not quite worked out which one we want to do. I'm an advocate for You Only Live Twice because it's one of the... It's the one where Sean Connery dresses up as a Japanese person. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> Although, I don't know if it's just... Because I don't know if doing a Pierce Brosnan one is just too easy. Yeah, yeah, they, they were kind of <laughs> good bad, weren't they? Other than Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye's good. But it, it would be good. I think we'll do that first for when Skyfall comes out, eh? For yeah. England, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what what have been some of your highlights of the films that we've done then? What ones have you liked doing the most? I think you'll probably agree with this. The, the first film that we really had a lot of fun on, when we weren't thinking too much about what we were doing, what we were recording, what the levels were like, yeah. was probably The Ring. Yeah. And halfway through recording The Ring, when we thought, how hilarious would it be if Brian Cox was all the characters in The Ring? <laughs> <laughs> I love Brian Cox. Like, every time he's popped up since... Which thing oh. is it? Just the ones and Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, yeah, but I can't wait to see him again. I love him. He, yeah, I mean, actually, quite a good actor. I mean, yeah. He does. He really does lift the ring a bit when he comes in and, and acts in it. But um, yeah, just <laughs> such, he never really changes his character, it's, does he? It's just because he's from Dundee. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose if Dougray Scott was in more films would maybe have the same problem. Yeah, because he went to the same school as us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yourself, Grant? What, what parts of the what, what podcast did you particularly find great fun to do? The film I've enjoyed watching the most was probably be Mrs. Doubtfire. Just because <laughs> I had so little memory of it. And there's had such this creepy undertone to <laughs> I just found myself laughing all the way through it. <laughs> <laughs> but not at the jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd say I'd say the biggest. What about the biggest reveal? Because I'm thinking probably the biggest reveal in a film that's changed after I've watched it and after we've started talking about it was probably Twilight, <laughs> when we realised how like misogynistic it was yeah. for a film that was based around a female character. But that one would be the one I would choose for the one I had the most fun recording. We had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Did we have somebody on that one? No, that was just us. Yeah. And that's what that's an important thing about having the guests, I think, is for like for us. Yeah. Is it makes it that much more fresher for us. When we because, do it just the two of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bo- both ways really. Having a guest on freshens it up because we've got their insights, mm-hmm. a different perspective. But when it's just us, it seems it doesn't seem as stayed anymore because it's, it almost seems a relief that we could just kind of bounce things off each other. <laughs> our, our, our episode length <laughs> seems to have gone up. Yeah. I've just noticed the last, like... From 40 minutes in the first one up to 1 hour 23 in the last one. But is I mean, that our longest ever one? No. Die Hard 2, which is a Christmas yeah. special, which was meant to run long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
124. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we are appreciative of folk that, that do come back and, and sit through and listen to to all of it. Um, and the, there are some people that really feed back to us uh, really well on, on Twitter, isn't there, Grant? Yeah. I think Greencapped, especially, would be Eric Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for, for two guys from Scotland to have... A fan, a fan Florida. in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite bizarre and put a big smile on our faces for a long time. Big Mackie as well. Done. Yeah. He's 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 uh, he's helped us out a lot with with, um, with retweets and stuff like that, and and that does help us out. It does does bring in more numbers. So. I would say as well that the bad movie fiends have really informed me the way I changed the way I viewed podcasts. It's definitely, it's always been one of my favourite podcasts. I would always go with The Bad Movie Fiends, which comes, it forms part of my weekly routine. It comes mm-hmm. out on a, a Friday night in Scotland, and I listen to it on a Saturday morning every week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also We Hate Movies and The Football Ramble would be two of my other favourite ones. What about... Um some of the other people that have they've always they've supported us for a while we've had um well Greencap's been good enough to suggest two episodes to us as well hasn't he yeah yeah and and that um, is something we appreciate and we always take them as soon as we kind of can yeah we do have like a kind of we meet up every now and again and come up with episodes which we want to do mm-hmm. and what we'll try and fit them in at the next kind of logical point we were going through a kind of summer blockbuster period for a while weren't we so yeah. we we're sticking to that that's why Judge Dredd maybe came a bit later we wanted to kind of tie it in with when Dredd was coming out yeah yeah that's right but also Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and I loved what that was a fun <laughs> rewatch it was anything any film where American people are trying different accents <laughs> just suggest them to me uh, yeah so if you do have an idea don't don't be shy about it uh, We'll do it even if we haven't necessarily thought it was a film that we've came across before. Um, we'll trust you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we do try different genres as well. That's why we ended up doing I, Twilight. <laughs> I think that's quite important, though. Yeah. Because I think otherwise we'd go into our, we'd fall into a rut of just doing films which are quite easy to do. Like, I don't know. Signs. Like, like Signs. Signs was an easy episode. Saints was actually a fun episode. Yeah. Doesn't get the downloads it deserves, but it was actually a really good fun episode. With those pesky Norwegian... <laughs> well, the Norwegian Scandinavians. And they... Shyamalama Ding Dong. Yeah, he's... It's definitely his best film, I think. Because I, th- yeah. I, th- I think... I think... It's a bold statement. Well, I think Sixth Sense... Last Bender. Oh, the Sixth Sense. <laughs> I think it's just a completely flawed piece of crap. Like, I can't believe people like that so much. Mm. I hate that. I think the plot undoes that film. Just and people say that for his other films, but I think it's worse for the Sixth Sense. So he's been wandering about for a year. He's not been to the toilet. He's not done anything like that, and he's not realised. Fucking piece of shit! I hate that film. A bit unbreakable. I hate that too. <laughs> Unbreakable just doesn't go anywhere. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I have. The thing. It's a good review when then you're like. Oh, I remember I met this guy once um, who. Thought Unbreakable was one of the best films ever made, and the logic he gave was, "But what you've got to view is it was going to be part of a trilogy, and this is like a good first part of a trilogy." And it's like, well, but there isn't another two, so you've got to take this film on its own. <laughs> therefore, it's rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Master and Commander. Master yeah. and Commander was originally part of a trilogy, yeah, and now as a film by itself, it's just kind of like a little adventure film. <laughs> There's not really that much in it. What about other people that have um, that have supported us well on Twitter? Claire Lafar. I always, I always think it's Laffer. I, I think she uh, finds our podcast funny. Because she she's called Laffer. She's genetically designed to, to find it funny. <laughs> she must just laugh at everything. That's why she laughs at us. <laughs> so maybe you could clear that up for us, Claire. Let us know how you pronounce your surname. <laughs> do a podcast where all you do is pronounce your surname. <laughs> Or send us an audio clip to, yeah, the, to the email address, which is Grant. Don't jump shark at hotmail.com. Yep. So yeah, she's she's been a huge fan of ours. She like, stays down in London, I think, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's good to have a super fan like that, which <laughs> responds to everything we do. <laughs> and another guy who's been a fan of ours right from the start, who we don't know, is uh, Bram. Yeah. 
He's a... Uh, Van Stoker. Yeah. <laughs> he's not Dracula. <laughs> he's not the guy that wrote Dracula. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you mean. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he's not, that's probably what I mean. He's emphatically not Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how boring Dracula would be if he opened up enough Twitter account and all he did all day instead of killing people was just listen to Don't Jump the Shark. Yeah, his suggestions would be like, I want you to do Dracula 2000. <laughs> So uh, James Christie mentioned him briefly earlier. I yeah. to m- mention him as well because he was the one that suggested doing the games to us. Was he? Uh, suggested having like stopping and doing a game, and I really enjoyed doing the games. Yeah, the games can be really good fun. What What are the games you've really enjoyed doing? I really liked the one that I I did for the Pretty Women episode when Claire guested, where it was the the fairy tales. You had to guess what the fairy tale was described in real no, world yeah, terms. Was that took me easily a good five or six hours to write. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An enjoyable five or six yeah. hours. Well, a five or six hours in the pub. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Coming back to it every now and again. <laughs> I really enjoyed when we found when we found the parents' guide on yeah. IMDb. <laughs> Some of the stuff that is written in that is so... Where did we discover that for? Was that the wedding crashers? That was the wedding crashers, wasn't it? Because it was particularly funny for the wedding crashers. The parents' guide. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. That Those were good games. And and, uh, well worth the read. If you ever are looking up a film on IMDb, always go down to the bottom and look up the parents' guide. Because you'll notice parts that you never even thought, oh, that's a bit scandalous. (laughs) A white man kisses a black woman. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> oh, that'd be interracial reaching. <laughs> Our music is Mr. Beeps, Thousand Furious Beeps. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M I S T E R B E P. So our next episode is going to be an anniversary episode. And we've actually decided to make this a regular thing. Yes. To once a year do a Will Smith film. This starts with I. <laughs> well, I think we'll run out after this. Ailed, ailed West. <laughs> I, I be bad boys too. <laughs> I be a bad boy too. Independence Day. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Maybe there's a bit more... Scope in this than Got at least five years there. <laughs> I, I've seen this film already, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it. To be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can remember the bit where he takes the converse out of the box. <laughs> That's about all I can remember it. Because you mean you told me that Shia LaBeouf was in it the other day. Yeah, which yes. I did not realise. It was his Constantine period where he was. He always had his big. Afro with uh, a Flat cheeky cap. cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly looking like a New York cabbie that was too young to drive. <laughs> when I think about iRobot though, I'm interested to see if this actually is true, but I always remember like the the robot having the voice of Tommy Wiseau from the room. <laughs> I did not hate her, I did not <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was true. <laughs> Do you know what I did watch talking about Shia LaBeouf was I watched um you know the film Holes? Yeah, it was in. That's quite a good film. It is quite a good film, but I watched Cool Hand Luke just the other day. I didn't realise how much it was a reference to that. Mm-hmm. It's just like right down to the guy with the sunglasses and everything. It's got sexy, sexy Sigourney Weaver in it. Yeah, yeah. My favourite actress. <laughs> what are you laughing at? She is. I've never seen Alien or Aliens, you prick. I never, said it, was, I never said it was. I never said it was. You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> Ross hates Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> no, just favourite actress ever. Yeah, as a as an actress, purely as an actress. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. <laughs> well, you're not making it seem like it sound like it is okay. <laughs> Just you know, I would have went for probably Scarlett Johansson, but now that I think about it, it's not because she's a great actress. Yeah. She is a good actress, but that's not why I would pick her. <laughs> you not say it's Sigourney a slightly Weaver. yeah. yeah. Sigourney Weaver's got more of a range than look at something like The Ice Storm or Girls in the Mist. Compare to performance in and Alien Ghostbusters. Yeah. Or Ghostbusters, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, she's a good actress. You forget actually what film she'd been in. You know, this is something we don't do a lot on the podcast, is we don't argue with each other a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. 
There's an argument right there. <laughs> well, I say it's true. <laughs> we argue. We're just good friends that don't fall out over it. <laughs> I guess our one ongoing thing, which maybe we could talk about, is Paul Black Malcolm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to cut so much references to Paul Blarmokov out of him. And obviously with this being your episode, it's not getting cut. <laughs> well, I could maybe just explain it and then draw a line, or t- <laughs> either draw a line or, or take it to the next level. <laughs> Where everybody's posting links to Paul Blarmokov videos. Yeah, um, whenever it's Ross's turn to edit, I'll always mention the film Paul Blarmokov. And it's got to the stage where in the last episode you had to cut nearly five minutes of references out. It was handy. They did actually cut out quite a bit of time. And one day on, on Twitter as well, uh, when we were doing the Follow Fridays, I asked uh, certain people to send Paul Blart mock up links to you. And our previous guest Chris was nice enough to send you five or six. I think it was a bit more than that, to be honest. I think upwards of 12. <laughs> So if you've got any Paul Blart Malkop information you'd like to send to Ross... <laughs> I am at Ross Livingston on Facebook. Yeah, just, we don't do this play very often, but it'd be really good if the next time you're on iTunes, if you could fire in us a, a review. Yep. Takes get two our, minutes. It's at the bottom of the actual the iTunes store page. Just get our stats up a little bit. Yep. And uh, the same for even... If you if you know somebody that likes films, likes about a... A bit of banter, since we say it for so Banter! <laughs> banter! Um, recommend them to us. In fact, don't recommend them because if your friends are anything like mine, just go onto their computer after you've hacked their password <laughs> and then stick it to download so that they have to listen to it at some point through curiosity of what somebody's downloaded to their computer. We've done such a range of films, just pick the one that you think they would like the best. Yeah. <laughs> If it's a 14 year old girl, we've got Twilight there. We've done Twilight and Pretty Women and Dirty Dancing. So if you're friends with 14 year old girls, <laughs> like Ross is, that's my sister. Officer. <laughs> uh, I watched Leon the other day when she goes downstairs and she speaks to the clerk and she's like, That's not my dad, that's my lover. <laughs> Great line. You would think that. <laughs> recommend it to someone be it man animal beast mineral water <laughs> beast master <laughs> transformer <laughs> water dissolving alien <laughs> or even Steve the beef I don't think he'd like it <laughs> <laughs> we will try and get some uh, t-shirts made up at some point and uh, set up a page and a link because um, we've got some, some good ideas from like jokes on the podcast um, we'll, we'll send out the links and button badges and stickers mm-hmm. sure, stickers yeah, uh, well we hope you've enjoyed what you've heard of the, the previous episode so far Yeah. and we'll continue listening on later because we've got some great films lined up some great guests and we hope to keep it as regular as possible every yeah. fortnight's been pretty decent for us I think that's it, so what's our Twitter page? So I've got an itch on my leg. At twitter.com. www.http colon slash slash. No, what's the Twitter page? At Don't Jump Shark. Facebook? Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. That's what you're searching for, anyway. <laughs> page, I don't know what the page is. It's got like numbers after it and stuff. iTunes? iTunes, you're just searching for Don't Jump the Shark. That's where you can review us on the store page and Set get us five stars. Up a cheeky little download link. Yes, subscribe. Just click the subscribe button. Don't just download one episode. It's not worth it. And we've got uh, Judge Judge Dread and um, Dirty Dancing, the most two recent. So you can you can have a little review over uh, Stallone's Dread before you listen to before you go and watch. Uh, what's his name? Carol Arbin. What did you say, Perkins? There, I was like, right. <laughs> Isn't he a musician? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> don't know. Um, you can before you go and watch his one, and uh, you can review uh, um, Fifty Shades of Jennifer Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a little aside, by the way, uh, Rob, who guested on our Green Lantern episode, yeah. seen the new Judge Dredd film, and his review of it was, it was so violent that he wanted a cuddle after. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least he didn't take his helm off. 
<laughs> There's that. In the cinema. Just think about that when you see people getting skinned alive. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Okay, bye. Bye. If I was to choose one person in this film I would have sex with, it would be Forrest Gump. <laughs> Mine's would be Jenny. <laughs> in a cinema near you, paranormal activity. Christ, this is fucking boring. <laughs> if I was to pick one ghost with to have sex in this film, <laughs> That would be that demon, he's up. he'd be a playful partner. <laughs> oh, chase me, chase me. <laughs> he'd be banging on the wall. <laughs> Shaking the lamp shade. <laughs> he'd be sneaking up at you in times in the night. <laughs> he'd be having sex for you while we were asleep. Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh good, Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> Fucking great, I'm glad he cast her in this. <laughs> I'd rather have watched the original. I've never seen the original. <laughs> I'd stake that bet on it. <laughs> Tron Legacy. He could throw his frisbee at me any day. <laughs> I'd like to download his mainframe. <laughs> Would you want to see a menage a trois between Jeff Bridges from uh, both... <laughs> both the dimensions? <laughs> With uh, the girl from House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the CGI one at the back of it. <laughs> or what about good, good Jeff Bridges, bad Jeff Bridges, and the dude? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. If you were to pick one wizard to have sex with in this one, <laughs> Snake. <laughs> Rickman would get. <laughs> if you could make any spell, what would it be? The grow up quicker. I would do this so my fucking eyes shut spell. <laughs> Three men and a little lady. Can you imagine a nappy rush you'd get for Tom Selleck's mustache? <laughs> Travolta and Cage in face off. I'm gonna take my taste off. <laughs> I turned this TV off. <laughs> <laughs>